RadioCalusa.com. Welcome to the July episode of A Garden Runs Through It, podcast of the UC Master Gardener Program of Calusa County, produced by RadioCalusa.com. I'm Jerry, your host and Master Gardener Coordinator of the Calusa County Program. On today's episode, I'm joined by me. Yep, just me. Before we start talking about gardening, let's talk about gardening chores and upcoming events. July brings some gardening chores, so what should we be doing in the garden this month? So you can still plant seeds of annuals, zinnias, marigolds, sunflowers, and alyssum, and they will grow and bloom this year. But to be truthful with the drought, we think you shouldn't be planting any annuals unless it's vegetables. You can divide your bearded iris that have not been divided. You can dig and divide other bulbs after the foliage has died off. Deadhead blooming plants as they finish flowering to promote uh, more blooming. And I'm going to tell you to fertilize your roses, but we're really telling people not to fertilize this year because fertilizer brings growth. And we want just things to kind of stay status quo because we just don't have the water. Cut back your lavender after flowering to promote a second bloom. And lavender is kind of tricky. You prune it back by half to keep the plant in bounds. Make sure everything is well mulched for this heat of summer. Water before 10 a.m. to avoid any fungal infections, which we really don't have here. That is mainly for the Midwest. And to minimize water loss evaporation. That we definitely have. If you have fruit trees, be sure to pick up fruit to prevent brown rot from developing and leaving spores uh, for the future. So we have some upcoming events, really just one. But you can visit our demonstration garden in Williams at the Education Village at any time. The summer garden is planted. We have tomatoes and we have squash and zinnias. We are going to have an open garden on August 6th from 9 to 11 a.m. This is where you can come pick some tomatoes, squash, and flowers. And we're going to be there with lots of information and come and ask us some questions. So today I'm going to talk about water-wise gardening and what you can do to save water in your garden. So this is not our first rodeo. It is not our first drought, and it will not be our last drought. It is time to change our ways, period. In Clusa County, many fields are empty. Farmers have laid off workers. Then there's the trickle-down effect of layoffs, and businesses associated with farming has to lay off workers. Then all businesses are affected, all because of no water. If farmers can't grow our food, then maybe we shouldn't water our lawn. I was a teenager in the 1970s when we had our last big major drought. Being a clueless teen, I knew that we had a drought, but I really didn't realize how bad it was. We are at or past that level now. My parents were farmers in Yolo County at that time. Our ag well went dry. Yes, it can happen. Can you even imagine? At the time when the new well was drilled, it was the deepest well in Yolo County. It is not the deepest well in Yolo County anymore. It's easy to turn on the faucet and water comes out. But what if the water doesn't come out of the faucet? 
Some communities are already facing a lack of residential water. And yes, it can happen here. Here are a few water-saving tips that should be implemented. And remember, concrete does not grow no matter how much you water it. The main thing during a big major drought like this is to keep your trees watered. So this is how you're going to do it. First, if you have young trees, you're going to take a five-gallon bucket, put a hole or two in the bottom. You're going to fill it up. Well, first, you're going to set it at the tree. You're going to fill it up with water and let it slowly drain out. Then you're going to put it on the other side and do the same thing. And do this about once a week because that is going to help the roots get down nice and deep. And you want the roots to eventually go between two and three feet. So what do you do if you have a mature tree? You're going to go get a soaker hose or a drip line, and you're going to circle that tree several times. Technically, it should go all the way out to the tree line. And if you have a big tree, that's a lot of hose. But that tree needs a lot of water. You're going to let that hose run for at least two hours. So it's just going to slowly drip and slowly go into the soil. You're going to take a big screwdriver or some kind of rod or even um, a stick, a good stick. And after two hours, you're going to put it in the soil where it's wet. Now, you're going to do this in several places because you could accidentally hit roots. You want that um, stick or rod to go down at least two feet. You really want it to go three feet. And if the soil is dry, it will stop. So if you can't get to two feet, water it another hour. Check it again. Once you get between two and three feet, you could turn the water off. Next week, you're going to take your rod out there. You're going to stick it into a similar spot and see how far down it goes. When it stops going down to just two feet, you need to water it again. Now, this time it may only take an hour. It may take two hours again. It depends on what the weather's been doing. So we need to keep our trees watered. They are our biggest asset in our yard. So what else can we be doing? First, water in the cool parts of the day. Water between 4 a.m. and 10 a.m. This reduces evaporation and interference from the wind. And boy, we've had a lot of wind. The wind is just sucking the life out of everything. Don't water the gutter and the sidewalk. No matter how much you water it, it is not going to grow. It is just a waste of water. Check for leaks in your pipes, hoses, faucets, and couplings. Leaks outside of the house may not seem unbearable. However, they can be just as wasteful as leaks in the house. Even the smallest drip from a worn washer can waste 50 gallons of water a day. That is a 50-cent item, and you're losing all that water every single day. Water your lawn only when it needs to be watered. Watering frequently can be very wasteful as it doesn't allow for cool spells that can reduce the need for watering. A good way to see if your lawn needs water is to step on the grass. Just walk right across it. Turn around. If you see your footprints in the lawn, then it needs to be watered. If you don't, don't water it. 
Wait till another day. Do that again. Walk across it and turn your water off when it starts to run into the gutter. So place a layer of mulch around trees and plants. A layer of mulch will slow the evaporation of moisture. This is the quickest, easiest, and most effective way to save water. Plant drought-resistant trees and plants. Now, we don't want you to plant in the summer. We want you to do your research right now and see what you want, and then plant in the fall. Mow your lawn just a little bit high. The grass blades will shade the ground, reducing evaporation. Use a broom to clean driveway, sidewalks, and steps. Every time you hose off that driveway, it's 150 gallons of water. Don't run the hose while washing your car. Soap down your car with a pail of soapy water, then use a hose with a nozzle to rinse. Check your sprinkler and drip system for misting heads, holes, detached lines, and the proper placement for drip emitters. Now remember, our two- and four-legged friends can easily wreak havoc with the sprinkler system. As you've heard, I've mentioned the word evaporation several times. One inch of water, only half an inch goes in the ground. The other half inch is runoff and evaporation. So it is very important to keep the water on your property and not let it evaporate and run into the gutter. Some other things you can do are control your weeds. Weeds compete with your plants for water. We don't want those weeds getting any water. They seem to do very well without water. Don't fertilize during a drought unless the plant is showing deficiencies. Prune only when necessary. Pruning promotes growth. If you don't have a drip system, install one. A drip system will deliver the water where it is needed. This also reduces weeds. Now, if you want an idea of how to put in a drip system, we have a video on our Facebook page. Reduce your front lawn watering in half. It will still look good. If you have stopped watering your lawn, please keep mowing the weeds. Because somehow they seem to survive no matter how little water we have. If you have a Bermuda lawn, you can cut that down to once a month watering. Other types of lawns, you could water just once a week. And remember that no matter how much you water the concrete, it's not going to grow. So here are a few tips that can help you. And I hope that you um, implement some of them. So what's growing in our garden right now? Right now, I don't have a lot going on, but my um, butterfly bush is blooming and my crepe myrtle. Oh my gosh, my white crepe myrtle is absolutely beautiful. The roses have really slowed down, but um, we'll get another flush of roses again. For more information or insightful tips and gardening hints, visit the Master Gardeners of Calusa County on Facebook or visit our website, cecalusa.ucanr.edu. We have a lot of good drought resources and water-wise tips on both of those places. Remember to sign up for our monthly gardening newsletter. A link will be in the notes of the show. Do you have a gardening question? Send an email to glhernandez at ucanr.edu. 
Thank you for listening to A Garden Runs Through It, a podcast of the UC Master Gardener program of Calusa County, produced by RadioCalusa.com. Until next time, keep your hands dirty.